It's time for Rama for Today. So she said, I said to my husband, well, you just get me down there. We'll just have him lay hands on me. And so she said, I came tonight, and I stood there a minute ago. I came down there, she said, to try you out, to see what you could do. I said, well, you found out what I could do, didn't you? She said, yeah, nothing. <laughs> you see, so many times that's the case. Folks are seeing what you could do instead of believing God. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Healing Anointing, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, our special guest hosts, Craig Hagan and Denise Hagan Burns, will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, I remember I was preaching in uh, March of 1971 in Tyler, Texas in the old Carlton Hotel there, the grand ballroom of the Carlton Hotel. And uh, after ministering one night and inviting the sick come to, after we'd sent folks to be saved to the prayer room, well, I, I noticed this lady, she's sitting right there in front of, she was sitting just as close to me as that lady is there with that green sweater, that blonde-headed lady with a glass and a green sweater there. And, and when I call for folks to come, you know, a healing line, as we call it, to lay hands on it, see, now, she sees no further than that. Others are way back there, you know, back further than you are. Because it's quite a large room. Uh, she couldn't get up. She's trying to get up. And her, and her husband, well, this older man, I just assumed his husband, found out, well, trying to help her up. And, and she couldn't get up. Finally, one of the ushers helped. And the two of them got her to her feet. And then with the two of them, she had a cane in one hand with her husband on one arm and the usher on the other arm, just coming no further from there to here. The whole line, all the way across, wider room than this, standing. We just had one line, but for the simple reason that everybody could stand all the way across. And everybody's in place, coming from everywhere, and she's still out there three or four steps yet with them helping her. Now, that's how crippled she was, how slow she moved. See? Finally, they got her down here, and we, I had folks to move over, you see, so she could get in there. And uh, so I went down the line laying hands upon them. Well, when you laid hands on her, it's just like you'd laid hands on a doorknob. No receptivity. Well, I went on. I didn't have time to stop and preach her a sermon. I knew really that it was a matter of, of, of not having faith. You see, faith receives. I said faith receives. When you pray, believe you receive. Believe you receive. Believing is receiving. Receiving is believing. Are you listening to me? If there is no receiving, then there's no believing. And if there's no believing, then there is no receiving. Just that simple. So simple, we stumble over the simplicity of it. So simple. And so, I, I went on, finished the healing line. Well, I came back up here to the little platform to get my Bible, my notebook, my watch. And she's still standing there. With great effort, with her husband's help and her cane, she moved up a little closer there and said, Brother Higgins said, I want you to lay hands on me again. Well, I remembered and I laid hands on her there a few moments before, you know. It's just <laughs> no response, you know. So I said, well, I've already laid hands on you. Tried to encourage you to believe. And she said, uh, 
Then she said to me, now I'll tell you, she said, uh, this is the first time I was ever in one of these kind of meetings. She said, I'm Presbyterian myself. And I've never been in one of these kind of meetings. But I'll tell you why I came. Said my neighbor, now she said, I have arthritis. That's the reason she couldn't get up. That's the reason her body's so stiff. Also had on a hearing aid. But she said, one of my neighbors, I saw her walking down the street this afternoon and she was just about as bad off, maybe in some ways a little worse than I, with arthritis. I knew she couldn't walk, and there she is walking right, nobody helping her, just walking good as anybody ever walked. And I sent my husband out to run her down. <laughs> and she came back and talked to me. And I thought she'd got to hold some new medicine somewhere, found some doctor somewhere, you know, that was an expert with arthritis. And she said, no, no, I was just down there to the grand, uh, to the grand ballroom of the Cardinal Hotel last night. And a fellow minister laid his hands on me. And uh, the Lord healed me. Instantly. Actually, she told us that I fell on the floor. When I got up, I was loose. Authorized was gone. So she said, I said to my husband, well, you just get me down there. We'll just have him lay hands on me. And so she said, I came tonight, and I stood there a minute ago. I came down there, she said, to try you out to see what you could do. I said, well, you found out what I could do, didn't you? She said, yeah, nothing. <laughs> you see, so many times that's the case. Folks are seeing what you could do instead of believing God, instead of believing in His power. See? Yeah, she said nothing. But then she said now, she said, I heard you, though, say, the Lord appeared to you. Well, I said he did. I'd be lying if I said he didn't. She said, I heard you say that he laid the finger of his right hand upon each one of your hands. I said, he sure did. I mean, I said, a fellow go to hell for lying just quick as he would for stealing. And I'd be lying if I'd said he didn't. She said, I heard you say that he told you to tell us that if we'd believe that and would receive it, then that anointing would flow from your hands into our bodies and drive out the sickness and disease. I said, I said it. Jesus said that to me. If I said he didn't, I'd be lying about it. Well, she said, I'll tell you, I'm ready to believe it. Just put your hand on me. Well, I could see that she was. I could see the earnestness, you know. So I just reached my hand out, and really, I barely, just, just, just didn't hardly touch her, really. I barely brushed her forehead. And I was conscious of that just rushing into her because she's she just pulling out of it. Just, just rushing, that power just rushing into her. And she fell backwards in the floor, lay there for a little bit, made an effort to get up. Her husband and another lady nearby helped her. And when she got up, he tried to hand her that cane. And she jerked and said, can't you see I don't need that? And her body, God's my witness, is just as, just as free as mine is. All the arthritis had disappeared. Every bit of it had disappeared. Every bit of it had disappeared. Well, now, you see, what activates the power? Faith does. Faith does. Faith activates the power. Daughter, thy faith is made. I was anointed the first time I laid hands on her. I was anointed. Well, I didn't tell her, but really the anointing was stronger when I laid hands on her the first time. It was the second time. See, the anointing can be stronger, you know, less or more. Why didn't it heal her? Why didn't that anointing heal her? Well, I, she came to find out what I could do to try me out. You see? But when her faith was active, then it active faith activates the power. 
Can you see that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I remember on another occasion, I was, I was preaching in, in a certain place down there in Texas. Actually, in Jacksboro, Texas. It was after Jesus had appeared to me in September the 2nd. And this is December of 1950. And, and, and you know, you, you, you just wouldn't hardly tell some things if there wasn't so many witnesses to it. Amen. Are you listening to me? You know, so many witnesses to it because it almost sounds uh, far-fetched. And, 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 you know, with some folks, it is far-fetched. But again, it's because they haven't studied the Scriptures carefully or know anything about, know very little about God's power in action. And so, uh, the pastor, the building's full, the pastor had all the ministers to come sit on the platform. Ordinarily, the singers would be up there. Now, these chairs are actually pews on the platform set at an angle like this, you see. Right behind me here, they weren't, because it just wasn't that big of a platform, you see, and they leave room in here. And so, actually, they were two pews on this end, you see, that set at an angle. And then actually, this kind of an angle, where they'd be facing this way. And then there's two pews on the other end that set at an angle. And then, you know, small, for instance, here, for instance, we could have a four or five foot pew here, you know. Of course, these were about eight foot, maybe ten feet, because the platform was longer, but it wasn't so wide out this way. And there's two pews over. Now, these two pews here are full of ministers. Ministers of the pastors, or evangelists, or so on, see. I think there's 14 of them just come to visit the meeting. Because, see, you know, when things start happening, folks get interested. <laughs> and when unusual things happen, we had some most unusual things happen. So they're there. Now, right here on this front pew, you see, if you could imagine, uh, one, one, uh, an older gentleman is sitting. Actually, he's Assembly of God. Uh, he was uh, among the founding fathers of the Assemblies of God movement. You see? And I know he talked to me about it after. He said, I've never seen anything like that. Well, I, I guess I'd believe it. I hadn't seen it myself. But uh, here came a fellow. I saw him in the line. See, I sent folks to the prayer room to be uh, saved. And, and I began in that meeting. That was the first meeting where I did that. I put people in the, I used to call it a healing line, then I called it a prayer line because I put people in the same line to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to be healed. I started doing that in that meeting, December of 1950. Well, of course, when they stepped up there, I'd ask them what they came for, you know, whether they came to be healed or be filled with the Spirit because you'd instruct them differently according to what they came for. And I saw this fellow in the line, young man, oh, I don't know, maybe 23, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 years old, somewhere in that vicinity. And, uh, you know, he'd been in the line every night. I think I'd laid hands on him, I don't know how many times. 14 times, 17 times. <laughs> you know, and every time you laid hands on him, it's just, it's just yuck. You know what I mean by that? You know what I mean by that? You know what I mean by that? Well, I'll just go back to my other illustration. It's like laying hands on a doorknob, you know, every time. So I said to myself, there comes that poor fella. You know, thought it really in my mind. There comes that poor fella. He, you know, if he hadn't changed, he's not going to get a thing. Well, you can't, you know, just pass him by because he's in the line and uh, you don't want to hurt his feet. If you keep him coming, maybe you might get faith into him eventually and he might get something, you see. So therefore, you don't want to be, you know, be very careful with him, you know. So I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and lay hands on him and pray with him, you know, and that'll satisfy him at least that I took a little time with him. He's not going to get anything anyway and just send him on, see. Now, that's my thinking. I didn't know he'd change his thinking. He'd come believe it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
But right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The classic slimline book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Praying to Get Results. A single CD from Kenneth Hagan, The Son of Righteousness Has Risen, and his book entitled Expect. Craig Hagan's single CD, Just Believe. And lastly, two single CDs by Denise Burns, Being Transparent with God in Prayer, and Whose Voice Are You Listening To? All these resources are for the special price of $20.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. We have lights on. Yes, Christmas is just right around the corner. And on Wednesday, November 21st, uh, we have our lights on ceremony. It's a great time. If you live in the Tulsa Broken Arrow area or around, come on out beginning about 6 p.m. And the lights will be turned on by 6.30. And if you don't know, we actually have 2 million Christmas lights it's uh, amazing. over the Christmas season. And so if you live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma City, I mean, Tulsa area here in Oklahoma or anywhere nearby, you, know, you need to come by. In fact, the lights will be on from the 21st all the way through January the 1st, every evening, wonderful time. In fact, if you download the Rama USA app, there's gonna be some coupons there for concessions, and you can save money on concessions as well. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his powerful series. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.